1: You're listening to the AME Radio Show.
0: Welcome to the AME Radio Show, the show that is the voice of artists and entertainers everywhere. I am your host, Jason Dowd. We got a great show for you guys today. We have two great guests coming on. We have a lot of stuff to talk about, so sit back, relax, and enjoy as we talk about the art, music, and entertainment industries. So, what are you guys doing? It's Saturday night. Did you have a great day? Did you get to do some new things? Did you try going s- go in some new places? You know, today I'm actually going to be at Disney World, enjoying some time with my friends from from New Jersey. I love when they come down. We have so much fun. I really look forward to it, and I'm glad they come down twice a year, and we get to spend time in our favorite place together. They love Disney. I love Disney, and I'm going to have a lot of fun with them. So that's where I, that's where I am this weekend. Hopefully you guys are going to be doing something just as fun, if not more fun, uh depending on what you love to do. And uh hopefully you're staying safe because it has been a crazy week. Uh, I have seen so many accidents out there, people driving recklessly, hurting people. Um stay safe guys. You know, I I I know it's fun to drive fast and stuff, but when you're driving on some pretty crazy roads at that time of night when everybody's coming home from work or whatever, you know, getting there an extra 5 minutes early isn't going to make much of a difference if you're dead, right? So please be careful out there. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Okay, so our guest today are, is uh, Morgan Obenrader. She is playing a role on The Nanny Killer, which airs on Lifetime on Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we have uh, Felicia Cooper coming on. She's playing Carmen on LMN's Fiancé Killer, which airs tonight at 8 p.m. So we have a Lifetime Network weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Both both ladies, we're going to be talking to them about their roles, the show that they're on, uh, what got them into being an actress, and some of just fun things you may not know about them. So we're going to cover all of that in this show today. But first... I had some observations this past weekend I think you guys would be interested in, in hearing about, and it kind of implies something that you can imply to your own work, you know what I mean? So I, before uh, I get into that, I want everybody to go check out my website. It's www.theamemagazine.com. Check it out anytime you want. We have a lot of stuff up there, too. We have all of our archives, so if you missed anything, it's there. If you want to see what we have coming up and who we have coming up, go check it out. It, it is there for you 100%. It's completely free, and we want you to be inspired. We also have links on on all those sites to our our radio, television, and magazine. Also, our our Facebook, our Instagram, and all of our other social media networks that I know you guys are going to want to take part in, be a part of the conversation. And we want you to do that. You know, if you go up there now, it's going to look a little bit, uh, I guess, newbie and that's because the fact we broke off from our studio which is uh they have their own website so we decided this is something that we want to keep strictly to the ame experience and stuff that pertains to the art music and entertainment industry so go like us follow us share us share us to your friends we want to grow this exponentially also, while you're on our website, you can sign up for our newsletter, and you can, also sign, you can also go to the Google Play Store or the Apple Store and download the app for the Apple or Android devices. So there's a lot of ways to keep in touch with us. Okay, so let's talk briefly about some of the observations I made this week. And, you know, I think it's something that um, I've overlooked. So it's amazing what happens when you sit back and just kind of observe the world around you because we see what's going on. And this is something that we can really apply to anything that we do, whether it be an art, uh, whether it be a job, whatever it is. We are taking the passion and inspiration out of everything. You know, one of the things that I've been noticing is that people are demanding so much more for their, for their work, yet they're trying to do everything that they can to get out of it. You know, I, I'm guilty of this too. I, you know, there are some things that I just don't really want to do. But I have to do them anyways. You know, I'm not going to say I'm not doing it. I'm going to do it, may not like it, but I I will eventually do the whole thing. And that's mainly because of the fact that it's not in my field of expertise or time. You know, we don't always allot for the time that we have with whatever projects we're doing. You know, it's great that we want to do it, and it's great that it's going to bring us money, but sometimes we don't always have the time to get it done efficiently. And I'm always the the type of person that says, if you can't do it right, don't do it at all. And so that's the kind of mentality I've been adopting. If I can't do it right, I don't want to do it because I want to give you my 110%. And anything that you do, whether I'm hired by somebody or somebody hires me to do something, I will give you my 110%. Promise you that. And... I've been seeing things not 110%. So let's kinda tell, let me tell you what happened around my house. First of all, I had uh, done a lot of yard work on Sunday, and I went to go throw out the stuff. Um, they, the the, uh, the company, the garbage company gave us this big, huge trash can. It's like probably 90-something gallons or whatever. And it's got some wheels and stuff like that, so it makes it easy to move it. You're allowed to fill that up as, as high as you can get it. There's nothing wrong with that. And you can throw out two additional trash bags on the side. Now, you can either leave them there or you can put them in a trash can. Okay? So I had one bag that I couldn't fit in this 90-gallon trash can. And I brought it out to the to the road, put it exactly the way that they wanted it, and left it, left it there for them to pick up in the morning. So in the morning, I come out to find out that they picked up the blue trash can, but they did not pick up the trash bag. And I was like, wow, that's pretty strange. So I looked down the road, and sure enough, everybody that had at least one or two bags, which is allotted, none of them were picked up. Not one. But they did empty the regular can. And anybody that had an extra bag on the side, because we inconvenienced them, that they actually had to get out and do the work, they took the, the big trash can and put it in the middle of the, the road, on, on whatever side of the ho- road that they're on. And so literally... And somebody came down this thing, they had to swerve in and out of it. And I was like, wow, if anybody hits that trash can and screws up their car, it's my responsibility. So it was a real nightmare out there. And uh, I got to the point of thinking, you know, they just didn't want to get out of their car, that truck, and throw it away. The bag wasn't heavy. I mean, I brought the bag up, threw it over my shoulder extremely easy. It was probably about maybe five pounds tops, okay? If you can't handle five pounds being a trash man, you shouldn't be a trash man. So that was one instance. Then on Saturday, the the, the day before, I had an instance with the mail lady. Now, we had a DVR that we wanted to upgrade, so the, the cable company came out and parked on the road, and they were probably about a car and a half length away from the mailbox. The mailbox was not... Um, was not blocked in any way, shape, or form, but you would have to kind of angle yourself a little bit to to you know throw out the, put the mail in there, or you may not be able to get as close as you wanted to. So the lady pulls up. I could see her pull out my my mail. She goes to look up the window. She doesn't want to park her car a little bit adjacent to it. I mean, I'm not talking much, just a little adjacent, but she may have to reach a little extra far, maybe maybe a foot tops. I mean, 12 inches, 8 inches, something like that. I don't know. She didn't do that. Now, the other option is you can stop the car, lean a little bit forward, and put it in, or you can get out of the car altogether. Didn't want to do that. Okay, She just takes off, takes my mail, and says, basically, screw you. I was like, wow. You mean to tell me it was that much of a problem to reach an extra, maybe, tops 8 inches? Tops. So I was like, okay, that's how it's going to be. And uh, uh, another instance I had with them is I was sitting in the the living room watching television. They drove up on a Saturday. They dropped off my mail and took off. So I went out to get the mail to find that I had a package that needed to be picked up. Now, they brought the package with them, okay? But they decided they were too lazy to get out of their car and walk to the door and ring the doorbell and tell me I have a package because it doesn't fit in my mailbox. Or... Both cars were in the driveway, the doors wide open. They knew we were there. All they had to do was honk their horn, and I would have gotten off my butt and walked to the the street so they wouldn't have to get out of their car and get my package. Did they do that? No. So instead, what I had to do was they left me this stupid little letter that I had to go to the post office to get the package that was already in the car. Which means they were getting paid 15 to $20 an hour to deliver a package that they decided they were too lazy to deliver. So they made me get my butt up off of my, off of my chair, go to, the, go to the, the post office to pick up the, the thing that was already at my house one time. So they got paid to do the job that I have to now do for them. I know that sounds crazy, but that's exactly what happened. We are losing passion and inspiration people. You know, it's okay to turn something away cuz you don't want to do it. I get that. But if you're hired by someone to do a job, you do the job. And that's I don't care if you're working for somebody or if you are the boss yourself. You do the job and you do it right. If you accept it, you do it right. Period. You know, and if you don't want to do the job, then you shouldn't be in that job to begin with. I don't know. That just frustrates me because we lost the time when those mailmen and, and women would throw that big heavy sack on the side of their, their shoulder and walk sometimes three to four miles delivering heavy mail in the rain, snow, sleet, or shine. And I remember the time when the, the garbage men would be sitting on the outside of that truck. They would jump off. They would throw in that heavy trash, and then they would take off. Rain, snow, sleet, or hail. They were there. That, those days were gone. And it, it hurts so many other ways because if you don't do the job right, it's going to affect the customer. And that, that affects the, the business because then they stop getting those clients because they leave and then they lay people off. And guess what? You're going to be the one to be laid off. So in, in, in a, a retrospect, because you're lazy, and you don't want to do something or the union tells you you can't do something and you're going to get top dollar for it. What you're now doing is making me pay more for you to do less and i have to do more of your job if i want your if i want your product i'm not going to do that so you lose out in the long run it's a vicious circle so think of everything all the way to the end if you're not happy where you are leave do something else all right that's my observation i think it would make the world go a lot better if we just put that back into our 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 daily routines whatever it may be art work whatever whatever it is that you love to do all right guys i'm going to take a quick commercial break when we come back we do have morgan Obenrader on the road on the phone we're going to be talking to her so don't go anywhere this is gonna be a lot of fun do you love horror the strange and
1: unusual
2: fantasy creatures or urban legends do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare if you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Darius Norman, the author of the new book entitled
0: Rewriting Financial Rules. Have you wondered and needed advice in terms of repairing and building your credit? Do you need strategies to boost and to see quick results in building your credit? Do you need to learn how to protect
2: yourself against financial predatory companies like debt collectors? Well, look no further.
0: Rewriting Financial Rules is the perfect book to give you the step-by-step process to adjust and make those changes financially.
1: Hey guys, it's is Mae Silverstein from Lydia on Funks and you're listening to the AME Radio Show.
0: Welcome everybody back to the show. We have on the line Morgan Obenrader. She has been seen on Bones, Nickelodeon's Sea Dad Run, NCIS, R Z nine, and now she's starring in a brand new lifetime movie called Nanny Killer, which airs on 429. So we're hopefully you'll be able to go see that. But let's talk to Morgan. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, Jason. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. So let's kind of get to know you a little bit. Uh, when did you want yeah. to become an actress?
1: Oh, my gosh. I did my first play uh, when I was like four years old. I think I was, uh, I'm trying to remember, it was a Christmas play. Either I was a cat or a reindeer. I did two, like, in back to back. And uh, it was basically that time that I was like, I love this so very much. <laughs> I want to play pretend for the rest of my life. But I guess I always thought it was kind of a hobby, um, until I was like 16 or 17 years old and I, um, I did an acting camp in LA and I met representation and then it was kind of like, yeah, this is, this is something that's actually like feasible and I can do this. So that's when I made the decision to do it professionally. But basically, it's been in my life kind of from the beginning.
0: You know, the first time I ever got out on stage was in kindergarten, and I was horrified of it. <laughs> I don't know if that stopped me from doing it, but, I mean, I saw all these people. And you know when, you know those kids that get out there, and they just look, have those big owl eyes looking at, the, at everything? Yes. That was me. So, uh, Oh,
1: my
0: gosh. I I, I I admire anybody that can get out there on stage and do it in front <laughs> of live people. So, you know, there's a big difference between doing something live and doing something on, on like, television or movies. So, what's the difference yeah. for you, the biggest difference?
1: The difference for me, I guess the reason why I chose to do film and television was because I love the um, the subtleties that you can get in your eyes when you're working on film and TV. And just like, in, in some ways for me, it feels more like real life. Like, that's crazy to say when there's a massive camera in your face, but like when you're on a particular set and you're just kind of working with the person across from you and you can just kind of forget about um the camera film you it's like you're just having this conversation in like a different world with somebody else and so it feels a little bit more grounded in reality to me but I also love love theater and that's the whole reason why I'm even here to begin with
0: well I love that you said that about eyes because you know when I do my photography one of the things I Mm -hmm. focus on is everybody's eyes because they can tell such stories they can show, share yes. they can show raw emotion whereas you really can't necessarily get that with with verbal stuff as much as you can with eyes because eyes don't lie. Yeah. And it's a powerful no. feature that everybody has. It's just we just don't even tap into it, but you're right. You can you can really get that with television movies.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's like the most challenging thing too when you do it is that your eyes will will uh, convey what you're feeling no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. even if you're saying the line right and everything, if your eyes are feeling something different, then you're just not in it, and they'll they'll tell that you're lying. And so it's it's a fun challenge that way. You really have to believe what you're saying.
0: When did you figure that out? Because that's really interesting. Not too many people say that.
1: I don't know. I, I, I figured it out in, like, a vague sort of uh thought maybe when i was like 18 or something but it was it's really been the past couple of years um when i realized that it's like no matter what you're feeling your eyes will tell the truth and so it's yeah it's been i guess the past couple of years that i really am like okay you have to you have to dig even further to make sure that you believe that
0: Mm -hmm. that's true yeah now with with acting obviously there's a couple of different aspects to it you got the ability to tell a story, you have the ability to play somebody else, and you have a bit, the ability to um you know explore exotic places. What's some of your favorite pieces to being an actor or an actress like that? Is it telling the story? Is it is it um you know being somebody else? Is it showing some cool places or is it a mixture of all of it?
2: Oh
1: my gosh, it has to be a mixture of all of it because it's like there's um the coolest thing is when is when you live a life that's not your own and that you can have this whole different, like, childhood and of uh, this uh, story that got you to these places that you, that is so different from everything you experienced in your life. And and if you do that well, then you can really enjoy the transformation of it. And also, for me, I've always loved, like, fantasy and the idea of, um, of places that don't really exist, too. So it, it's like, I I mean, I have to say it is all of them, and it's a mixture of all of them, like, so beautifully, but um, when it's it's done well and when it's written, like, when a story is written so vividly, it's like it it just um, brings up that feeling in your stomach that's like butterflies, but you're kind of, like, floating at the same time, and, um, yeah, I guess that's a mixture of all of it, and that's why I love it.
0: You know, there's so many different roles that you could play out there. I mean, people's imaginations are just as far as the the sky will let them go. But is there any type of character that you would love to play, whether it be a superhero, maybe sci-fi, maybe horror, whatever it may be, is there something that you would just love to play in your career at least once?
1: Yeah, I mean, my favorite thing in the world is, like, period pieces. And I always kind of was like... Dang, I wish I was British because I love just anything, uh, medieval or even like, oh, it's one of those things like I'm so upset that Game of Thrones is already being made and done because that is kind of like everything I love that just seems like it's, uh, it's from the past, but it's also got elements of fantasy and, um, those, yeah, something, something along the lines of that I would just love, love,
0: love to do. Can you do a street urchin or a um, English accent really well? Because I mean, those are obviously very important for back then.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, it's funny. I mean, the, what got me here was I played Eliza Doolittle in my Fair Lady at my, my high school, and so it's been a it's been a, a second since I've done my uh, my Cockney or my British accent. But yeah, there's something about um, I, I've always enjoyed accents, and, and I think that they if I practice them, they come well to me. So. I would, if the Brits let me pretend, I would love to.
0: (laughs) That's cool. So, what has been the hardest accent you've ever had to tackle?
1: I really haven't had to tackle any, like, on film out here. I guess I did a New York accent, but... That that wasn't as challenging because because I just listened to a lot of Marissa Tomei from my cousin Denny. Um, <laughs> like I just had her on the loop and, and that's uh, what got me what got me through that. So that's basically all I've done. I've uh, but I, I can't even imagine what could be out there. I've, I saw like Red Sparrow recently with Jennifer Lawrence and I was like that accent is crazy. Like the Russian that would be very hard to do.
0: Yeah, there are some that are out there that are just I couldn't I couldn't even imagine doing it. I think you'd almost have to ha- speak the language to be able to get the accent because I think the accent comes from their their dialect a little bit. So, right. you know, if you don't know how to say it, I could I could see where that could be really tough.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So now you're going to be doing a cool movie called Nanny Killer on Lifetime. Tell us a little bit about That's the movie. Right.
1: So uh, I play this girl named Kate and so I'm in college and over the summer to get like a survival job, I um, am hired by this really wealthy man to nanny his kids and then once I get there, some really strange and possibly dangerous things start happening with one of the children and um, and so then I spend a lot of the movie trying to uh, A, save myself but also figure out what it is that makes this kid uh, so evil essentially.
0: So you're the nanny that that they're trying to whack off. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> There's some New York for you. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I just walk in and immediately they're like, "Nope. She's got to go."
0: Wow. And you know, did you did your did your character when they first when she first met the kids did she feel anything weird about him, or was it just like the pleasant, oh, here they are, look, these beautiful kids, I can't wait to get involved yeah. with this?
1: I, 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 there's definitely an element of, like, mm, there's something off, um, kind of right off the bat. And so it, it's like, it's almost like an oh no sort of moment of, like, what have I gotten myself into?
0: And as and as hard as you want to say it, you can't say no. You you take the thing. And it's like, oh, what did I need to do? That's work. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And it's like, I need this work. And I'm sure everybody can relate to that.
0: <laughs> I mean, have you ever walked in like a room? I mean, just even just for this character, but just even in real life too. If you just walked into a room, looked at somebody, and the hair on your neck stands up, and you don't know why. You yeah, know Yeah, totally. I could see that happening here like, ooh, you know, yeah. they look they look great. It's like, why, why would this even be happening? But sometimes the energy it just, you know, gets you.
1: Yeah, for sure. There's definitely an energy thing. It's like, it's almost like you can tell when somebody's about to take a fight sort of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, definitely.
0: So what do you like most about your character? What was one of the things that drew you to playing Kate?
1: Um, I just love, what I love is kind of her bravery that I don't have. Um, I definitely when all of this stuff would start happening I think personally I'd be like okay <laughs> I might be out of here but for the sake of protecting another one of the other kids um, it, it's like she kind of moves forward and wants so badly to um, protect and to, to save one of the other children mm-hmm. and um, it, it's that passion and love that that i really um that i fell for
0: so now sometimes taking you know playing different characters you take on a piece of them you know because it becomes mm-hmm. you because technically you're, you you become them too so yeah were you able to take away some of that bravery and and put it into your own regular life i mean you knew how that one technically worked out even though it was a, a make-believe type of situation you know could you could you apply that to your life now
1: Totally. Yeah. There was, I think that there was something actually recently that it's like, I knew I was afraid of it, but something in me was just like, just go for it. And I think that that was from working on this film and being in that mindset with Kate and like looking what you're afraid of straight in the face, but still moving forward.
0: Now, what I love about Lifetime is that, like you said, like I said, there's a they bring a reality to a, to a show. So even though it may be like dramatic or it may be, you know, even like a thriller type of thing, it's scary because it can happen in real life. Is this something that can literally happen in real life? Potentially? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. It could, it could definitely happen in real life. Um, And that's what I, that's what I like about it too, is that the people, it, it kind of explores that there's no just like good and bad. It's no black and white. It's that there's, good in people and bad in people and the people that are doing the bad thing it might be for the right reasons in their mind and um, and so it's it's very realistic in that way.
0: Mm, makes sense. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Now yeah. what do you what did you like the most about working with Lifetime and on this movie?
1: I just love the you know, the cast and the crew that they especially these I worked on a Lifetime movie before, too, and it was a lot of the same crew. And it's like, I've just been so lucky to work with these people who are so friendly, so collaborative. And we shoot on such a, a, a very quick or at a very quick pace. We do these in like three weeks. And so it's like everybody's there to get their job done and do it well. And it's just so impressive. That, that it all can come together like that and also everyone has a really great time too so I just really admire that about them.
0: Did you have any fun stories behind the scenes when you were taping that you could share with anybody or just something cool that happened that you know if it's not technically part of the movie it's not in the movie but just some fun little stories?
1: Well <laughs> it's funny that there's um somehow when I was reading the script I didn't register it didn't register to me like how much action is in it and how many stunts I would kind of have to be doing. So I found myself doing a lot of like fake falls and things that I just wasn't expecting. And so at, at one moment, there is a slap for me. I get slapped across the face. And, um, and I went into it and I was like, it's okay if I actually get slapped. Like I'm totally fine, I can do this. <laughs> and then we went for the first take and it was it was an accident, but I did get slapped right across my face, <laughs> pretty hard actually. And uh, and I was like, well, okay. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna be doing that again, but uh, <laughs> it was okay. It was a cool experience. And so so I uh, I went through a little bit of physical trauma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I mean I know that they do like the, the fake the fake punches and the fake slaps and they make it look so real yeah. it's so amazing I love that that you're, that actors and actresses are able to do something like that but you know see if that was me I would say that I'd be all good with it and then they'd slap me I'd see red and I'd probably like lose it <laughs> and they're like you would be okay with it and I'm like well you know
1: I know I thought I was but it hurt
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, I was slapped but, I across mean, the face
0: in real life one time, and no. I don't remember anything after that. All I know is that I ended up with a broken hand, and they ended up in the hospital. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I can... So,
1: yeah, maybe nobody should be slapping you anytime no. soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: So, what do you hope people take away from this movie when they're all done watching it? Is it a moral value? Is it morals or values? Is it is it just some fun and entertainment? Is it is it a lesson? What do you think that people should totally. take out of it?
1: Yeah, I think that I mean I want people to enjoy the ride. It's definitely so much fun, and like, and I hope people leave it kind of feeling the 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 love that's really throughout the whole story and different um, different characters for different reasons, and and like I hope that they they leave really. Maybe wanting to hug their loved ones a little bit more, or just taking taking a look at those who they love,
0: mm. yeah is it a possibility for any type of um awareness for like some type of mental mental illness because you, you know kids that go around and want to kill nannies just isn't normal. so I mean, I'm yeah. sure that there's got to be some type of mental illness behind it that may be brought to the uh brought to the uh, forefront maybe too
1: i think I think people could definitely look at it that way. Um, I, I know from most of our film we're like I'm trying to figure out why he is this person is the way he is and um, it's like I, it's mental illness is brought up very in kind of a very subtle way, but I think that it could create a conversation if, if there is a child that is acting like this um, but we don't necessarily like diagnose what's happening. Mm.
0: So the other thing that I have to ask because I know it's always popular with lifetime movies is live tweeting. You know, usually when these things premiere, everybody gets on their their Twitter accounts and tweet like right. to, as much as they can. Are you going to be doing that?
1: I think I will. You I mean, I wasn't necessarily thinking about it, but I think because you brought that up, it's a great idea. And and I would love to be live tweeting if people are are wanting to to be involved that way. Yeah for sure.
0: Well, then the most important part after that is what's your Twitter handle. So people will be able to follow you and, and live tweet with you.
1: All right. Well, my Twitter handle is just at Morgan my name. Um, hopefully people will be able to spell it. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a difficult one, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's, that's all of my, all of my handles are at Morgan
0: well, if you don't know how to spell them. it, all you have to do is go to the website and look up uh, the radio station and you'll see a guest page with her so you'll be able to get her uh, get her na- name spelling correct. And that's important if you want to be able to get in touch with her.
1: <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anything else that you have coming up that you would like to share share with the people so maybe they can see what's coming out and interesting? Oh,
1: well, there's a few things in the works, but I can't really talk about it yet, so... Sorry to leave you guys hanging.
0: <laughs> well, see, that means they just have to go to your social media platforms and see what's coming up because you will announce it eventually then, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly, yes. Everything I will announce through my social media.
0: Well, Morgan, tell everybody when they can see the um, the movie Nanny Killer. I know it's on Lifetime. Uh, do you have any information on that?
1: Yeah, so it's Lifetime at uh, on April 29th. I actually don't have a time, so I'd say check your local listings um, to see exactly what time it comes on in your area, Uh, but April 29th is the day.
0: All right. Well, thank you for coming on. You've been so much fun. I really enjoyed this. I wish you all the best, and I will probably be live-tweeting with you uh, on there. I'll ask you oh, some yeah. questions, too, because we've got to you know, keep that going. And, and I can't wait to oh. see this movie. I love these Lifetime movies. They're so much fun, and I got really addicted to them because there's so many of them that, I, that I've come pretty close to experiencing myself in my oh. Lifetime. So. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's where the slap came from. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you so much, Jason. This has been great.
0: All right. And, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we got more, so don't go anywhere. This is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career, having his work at Disney. Come see the beautiful first release of the series, which includes Distressed Dancer, Spanish Serenade, The Pied Piper, and Reaching for the Czars. You can see them in person or online at www.imaginationartstudios.com. For more information, visit the website. Again, it's imaginationartstudios.com. Our Facebook is Imagination Art Studios. Twitter is at Dow Studios. And Instagram is at Jason Dow. Come and be mesmerized by the masks and the stories behind them.
1: Hey, y'all. You're listening to Tequila Cowgirl off my new album, Tequila Cowgirl. My name Cherish Lee. I'm looking forward to having you hear the new album. We're going to go ahead and release it January 2018. There are seven tracks on it and it's a window looking into uh, Cherish Lee. So I hope y'all enjoy it. Thank you for being a part of this with me. I couldn't do it without you.
2: Tequila Cowgirl
1: Hi, I'm Serena Vincent, and you're listening to the A&E Radio Show.
0: Welcome back to the show everybody. We have on line with us our special guest. Her name is Felicia Cooper. She's a model and an actress who is known for her role on The Bold and the Beautiful, a daytime drama. And now she's playing Cameron in a new LMN movie called Fiancé Killer tonight at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So welcome to the show Felicia. How are you doing?
2: Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. This is a lot of fun. You know, I love, love lifetime movies. I kind of got addicted to them a few years ago. And um, it's because of how cool and how real they are, you know what I mean? So uh, it's, yeah. it's, fun to, it's fun to be able to talk about this movie with you today. And we also want to get to know a little bit about you, too, because I think it makes it a little bit more personal. And, you know, people get to understand where you got into, how you got into doing all this stuff. So I guess let's start off with saying uh, hi. And uh, how, how, did you, how did you get into being an actress? When, when, when did you start? Uh, did you go to school for, you know, kind of give us a little background into you.
2: Oh my gosh, you're taking me way back now. Yes, I am. So, I'm not going to lie, when I was about five or six years old, I wanted to be Mary Kate Nashley. Full House was my favorite show in the entire world. I had all the detective movies, and I was like, I want to be just like them. I want to be those girls. And I just kind of caught, as I say, caught the bug then, and I just pursued it um, back home and from North Carolina, actually, and... Um, I, I, mean, I guess back then I was, I was doing local theater, and I just kept pursuing it, and since then my tastes have changed. Now I want to be Meryl Streep and Violet <laughs> <laughs> but, Davis, but back when I was six years old, I mean, that makes sense that that's who you'd want to be, because we're around my age, and there were girls who looked like me, and you know I could just like look up to, and they were so inspirational, so that's kind of how I got started. And Then when I moved out to LA, um, I started taking classes at um, Playhouse West.
0: Mm -hmm. So, you know, I love that you love Full House because that's one of my favorite shows. And, you know, I remember, this is a very vivid memory for me because Full House (laughs) had started to come on in, I believe it was 1986, 87, I can't remember the exact year, but I, I wasn't
2: even alive then, but I get you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember that I wanted to see the show so bad, and the funny thing was I got so sick. I had like 105 temperature. The doctors did not know what was wrong with me. So I sat down, and I could not get off that couch. I was so sick, but I turned over, oh. and we watched that show together. I watched the very first episode, and I had never missed an episode. I wanted to be Uncle Jesse, you know, because I love the hair. Yeah, he was the best and i had the mullet i when he started off he had the mullet i had the mullet no, too you
2: did not yes.
0: <laughs> and then and then uh, I, I as i got into high school i cut it off and and i i went to some other crazy hairstyle but i i know exactly where he was you know i had the, but i never had the good hair like he he did so i i i, I unfortunately just didn't get blessed with that but um you know that that show inspired you me to had too. the
2: mullet that's enough that's,
0: that's all, that's all that's i needed that's
2: all you need <laughs> that's
0: all i needed <laughs> So, um, and and I got to go actually watch Bob Saget do a um, do a stand up comedy live here in Tampa, and it was really cool to be able to get that close to somebody that I, I admired growing up. You know, watching his shows, and you know well, that
2: awesome.
0: that show that show inspired me.
2: It was a little crass, though.
0: <laughs> it was a little crass. Yeah, it wasn't the Danny Tanner we were expecting. No. <laughs> So that's cool that you got that you got in you know that that they helped inspire you to become an actress yourself and and you know it is cool that you're able to change you know how how you wanted to how you perceive yourself you know you, you you wanted to model yourself after Meryl Streep which is really cool so um, oh,
2: thank you so much.
0: What do you like the most about being an actress now that you've done it? There's so many aspects to it. I mean, you can tell a story. You can, yeah. you can uh, be somebody else. You can get in somebody else's brain that you normally can't do in real life, or hopefully you can't do that in real life. And then uh, you can also go to different places and see some cool things. So what do you like the most about your profession?
2: Oh, my gosh. There's so much to say about that. Um, but I think the main two key points are, um, one, it's fun to step into another world, you know? hmm like um, like when you go to Disneyland and you're riding the Matterhorn or whatever, you're not actually in the Swiss Alps, but it, the ride looks that way and it's fun and you're going through it and you believe it. So that is just something that's very, very, very cool. I can go from being a victim to being the hero. I could be Wonder Woman or I could be the little sister. It's anybody. So that's really fun. But one thing that's personal to me that I made for myself is um, I like being a silent friend. Mm-hmm. And what I mean about that was like a little phrase that I've coined for myself. When you come home from like a hard day at work, or you just got dumped, or you're on a high, cuz like, "Yeah, I aced a test, like I, my final exam, and I got it 100. I was studying all night." You want to come home and look at somebody, or not necessarily talk to somebody, but just witness that okay, someone gets me. I'm not alone. But I don't want to have to talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't want to have to rehash whatever broke my heart or rehash whatever put me on high I just want someone to do it for me that is our job and I love being that person who can tell you hey your emotions are valid they're okay no matter what they are if they're hate if they're love if they're excitement if it's crying because your boyfriend of two years started cheating on you which I hope happens to nobody but I know it does (laughs) um yeah just being able to be martyr I guess is a better way to put it
0: I like that I really like
2: oh, that. Oh,
0: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. So, w- have you gotten the, ch- t- the chance to play the role that you would love to play? I mean, everybody has that dream, like you know, like growing up, you know, being Mary, Kay- Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Obviously, you could you couldn't be yeah. the twins, but is there a role that you would love to be in? Like, maybe it's a superhero, maybe it's a, uh, a I don't know, maybe a politician or something that you could play that you, that you Damn, just yeah, would love to questions. be able to do. <laughs> You're
2: asking some really good ones. Um, there's a couple, I think my most, it's already been done by who I call my blonde twin. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, when she plays Katniss in The Hunger Games, mm-hmm. that, that's like a dream role or Charlie Theron in, um, Hancock. Okay. That, that's one that I've gotten to, like a little bit of a taste of cause I just auditioned for, um, this other new show and i felt like that was like very similar to the character like okay if my opposite is me but I'm not supposed to act like I am who I am you know what I'm saying because like I have the knowledge that I have they're disturbing it for the first time but I know what it's like to go full you and that's not going to assimilate in society that well mm-hmm. so that was really really fun to play I liked that but yeah I think those would be my two biggest characters that I would love to play
0: and I know one of the things that's like really, really popular out nowadays is the movies with uh, superheroes. So if you could play a superhero, what would your power be? Oh, You man. could do anything, anything you want. Just make it up if you have to.
2: I, I, I actually, um, when I was in like high school, I started writing about this superhero that I wanted to be. Okay, so one, Storm, from X-Men, cause duh, or Deadpool, always Deadpool. <laughs> but then the one, the, the one that I created, um, her name was Hurricane. And she had, this is the one that I wrote that I made up when I was in high school. She could manipulate the weather, sort of like storm. But, like, if she wanted it to rain, it was, like, based off her emotions. But then she could, like, make a whirlwind, like a spinning tunnel of wind from her eyes. So when you combine the two, that would be, like, her focal point. So it's just, like, all of her energy is coming out of her body, but it had to do with weather. And -hmm. her name was Hurricane, so that's how she would, like, defeat the bad guys. How can you... you what? I'm sorry. How
0: come you haven't written a story around that and, and pushed it to producers? That is amazing.
2: Oh, thank you. I have written a story, but then I keep going back and rewriting it. Cause I'm like, no, it could be better this way. Like, the more I experience through life, I I, I I change it and I spin it. But yeah, I definitely want... I actually just want to write a classic comic book. Like, I'm talking old school Spider-Man episode eight. Like, I want the classic stuff, but then I'd want to get it Stan Lee, and I don't know how to do that yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because <laughs> I'll tell you, when you were describing that, I had this vision of of this character, and in a in a full motion picture. And I'm like, my God, you need to make that. You need to make that real. Yeah! So if you do what you got to do to make that <laughs> make that real, please, I, I, I will see that.
2: I will. I absolutely will. That sounds awesome. I, I feel even like, you know, the more like like Black Panther is so awesome and like just so current right now to so where I'm like, these people are inspiring me to write Hurricane. Yeah. But I, I would want her to be a part of, like, to like, have her own movie, but then also be a part of the series, kind of like Wonder Woman, which I love, I love Gal Gadot. And then when um, what was it called? Justice League came out, which was a phenomenal movie, oh my gosh, I was like, yeah, I also want Hurricane to be incorporated into something like that, where, like, all of the Avengers are coming together, and we're well, not the Avengers, Marvel, not DC, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, where all the the heroes come together for a common good. I think that would be such a cool adaptation.
0: Well, I think they almost have to have their own movie to start with, like Black Panther had his own movie, and then obviously went into this thing now where he's a part of a group. So, yeah, you kind of have to define that person, and then it makes the the group movie even more powerful.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I love that. So. Thank you. I appreciate the inspiration. I will get back to writing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, good. I'm glad I can inspire you to do that. And now I'm inspired to talk about your uh, new L.M.N. movie. Whoa, my, my lips just went crazy there. Um, that is coming out tonight. <laughs> so this is really cool. Tell us yeah. a little bit about Fiancé Killer.
2: Oh, gosh. that This movie is one of the most incredible experiences of my life. We shot in New York. Um, I play opposite Adam Huss, who could not be more of a treat. Like, from day one, we were kindred spirits, and we're just like, oh, who are, why haven't we known each other before this? You know you you just, like, fall in love with somebody based on their hello? Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of those type of guys. So it was a very intriguing, I don't know, crime thriller. So my mom, played by Kari Warp, I go, I go away from doing um, volunteer work in Mexico. He's also doing the same thing, I believe. We meet, we fall in love, it's, you know, it's like that, I don't know how you describe it, like when you're young and in love, that puppy love type of thing, but then it turns into something real, and we get engaged, and she's like, hmm, something's not on the up and up about this. And of course, I'm like, Mom, you're ridiculous, oh my gosh, like you're just, you're being total mom mode type of thing, but then, okay, I don't want to give too much away, <laughs> but um, thing, things unfold in a topsy-turvy kind of way, so mm. you'll, you'll have to watch the movie, and see.
0: What did you like the most about your character that made you want to play this particular one?
2: Um, her her surprising bite. And when I say that, I mean, she's the nicest girl in the world. She's She's got an inheritance. She's not ho- that far off, you know what I'm saying? Like, the girl's got some money coming to her. But she doesn't let that define her. Mm-hmm. She just still cares about people. Like, she doesn't come from a bad life. She's very privileged, if you will. Okay. Um, but then she's still so vulnerable and so sweet, and just wants to give, 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 always sees the best in people. and But when the best is not true, she has no problem standing up for herself. Mm. And I love that. It made her, like, human and multifaceted to me. Because you can just be a badass, and that's all you do is badassery. Or you can be the doe-eyed, like, oh, golly gee, I didn't know that something was going wrong. So mm-hmm. when you mix the two, I find that very intriguing because it's more human. And that's what I think, how Cameron was written, and that's why I'm so intrigued about playing her. Because I'm, I'm a nice girl, and I, I like to be sweet and kind to people. You cross me, then shit's going down. <laughs> well, that, might, that might have been a little harsher than that. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's just like that dynamic of I'm sweet until you give me a reason not to be. Right. And, that's, and I think that that whole aspect of Cameron unfolds in the way the story was told. It was very, very, very well written, and I loved working on this project.
0: Was there anything that you found hard to play as your character, maybe to get into, because maybe it didn't conform to how you were as a person, and so it was a little bit more difficult, or maybe it's just something you didn't understand?
2: Hmm. (laughs) Um, There was nothing that was necessarily difficult to play. There were challenging moments, Mm -hmm. as in, um, I had my first love scene in this movie, like, you know, and so I was like, I got nervous, but it was it was so protected. You know, the clothes set, and so the crew did everything they could to make me feel absolutely as com- me and Adam, absolutely as comfortable as humanly possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then there's a—I um, don't want to give too much away, but I do want to tell you the story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a there's a conflict scene with um, J.L. Jean Louise O'Sullivan, amazing actress, phenomenal. There's like a obviously it's lifetime so it's going to be conflict there's a conflict scene and so after i already liked this girl we're friends we have to come like be combative with each other and that was for me It was like crap how am i supposed to not like jl i <laughs> and action okay here we go And it was just hard for me to wrap my head around because i was like dude i love this girl like she's amazing and she's my friend but we had to pretend like we didn't like each other so sure. that was that, that was a challenge for me because i a very loving person. I was like, I already like you. It'd be easy if I didn't like you, which is a quote that I think Angelina Jolie said when she was doing Girl Interrupted. Mm-hmm. She was like, I could not see anything human about when a writer. I didn't even want to talk to her before the movie. And this was, I think it was something on IMDb that I read, so if I'm wrong, forgive me, Angelina. <laughs> <coughs> um, but yeah, she was like, I couldn't see anything human about her because that would make her too real to me because your character has to hate her and not give a damn what happens to her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I couldn't I, I couldn't talk to her. I couldn't do anything otherwise because I knew I would care too much. I and I was you. like, whoa, dude, I, I, I get that. I feel that. I get that. Which, right. It sucks to have to do, but sometimes just to make sure the story is portrayed in the correct way.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
2: like, I can't fall in love with you because you're going to make this too real for me.
0: <laughs> right. So... You know, one of the things I love about Lifetime movies, and one of the reasons I got addicted to them, is because mainly my life has been a couple of them. Believe it or not, I've had real life experiences, so I do know that Lifetime. Oh, you wait! Know, wait, wait.
2: I, can I ask you which one?
0: A bunch of stalkers that turned out to almost get killed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I'm yeah. so sorry. Wait, were you a stalker, or was someone stalking you?
0: Uh, someone was stalking me. And it kind of got, oh, I did didn't know, know it, and it kind of got real really fast. And I'll tell you about it after, we, after the interview, because it, it is a pretty funny story. But um,
2: I want to know. I want all the tea spillages.
0: We, <laughs> I will definitely do that. <laughs> so, um, you know, like I said, they are li- They are very realistic things that, that mostly can happen. I think that's why they, they're so intriguing and scary. Is this movie, uh, is there a potentially, is it, could it potentially become real? Is, is this something that could re- happen in real life? Absolutely. Ooh, I love those. Sends chills down the spine. No, no,
2: it's it's good, and I'm so actually thankful that we just got set up the way we got set up, mm-hmm. because we were like because we cared about each other so much, it just made it like a real visceral situation. Like we all actually care about each other, which makes every action more intentional, even if it's like a twisted way. But mm-hmm. this could absolutely happen, and this is I'm so proud of this project. I can't even stress it enough.
0: Wow. I like those. Those are the best movies because, you know, you could sit right? and say, I know, I love you, you know, you look, especially if somebody's like got a fiance or something like that, they look over and like, mm, mm, you know, <laughs> this happened to me. So <laughs> <laughs> don't whack me, please. I don't want to be whacked, you know.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually joking um, with a friend the other day and I was like, oh, what, is, what if we put on fiance killer? I think it's going to come out. Like. Yeah, we're not going to do it at my parents' house because don't you have a love scene and there's death and dying and all kinds of stuff? That would be so awkward. What if you just, like, freaked out and just, like, threw a cup and shattered the teeth at my parents' house? I'd be like, uh, I don't know. We can't... We can't watch this. I mean, I don't know. What, does anybody want coffee? <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> you, you can't because you, th- you broke the cup. <laughs> <laughs> the cup is what matters. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you... So what do you hope people take away after they're done watching this?
2: Um... Like, morally speaking, nothing except don't be a psychopath. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Anything. I just hope they sat down to like, a good movie. You know, just pop some popcorn, have a glass of wine or whatever, and just sat down and was like, damn, that was a really good thriller, you guys. I'm so glad we came together for this random movie night. Or even if it was intentional, if they're, like, a lifetime fan, like, dude, that was a great one. I'm glad that's the movie of the week. Mm. Because I I love watching stuff like that. When I see a movie where, like, I watch the trailer or something, I'm like, "Mm." Let's, let's give it a whirl Okay, it's kind of intriguing When, when it's a the letdown Then you're like, man yeah. But I saw this one lately on Netflix Called Amateur It's about like a basketball kid
0: mm-hmm.
2: Fantastic movie It was like incredible And I was so blown away And I'm kind of a horror, a horror audience um, And so I hope that they had that same feeling That I had after, you know, watching a new film That I knew nobody in it You know, it was, it was just like, whatever mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, let me give this a chance I hope that someone is like, let me give this a chance, and they're blown away because we put so much work into this. So I'm hoping for that, but I can't, you know, I can't choose people's feelings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, the other thing is it airs on LMN, not Lifetime, not the Lifetime channel, but the LMN network. So you you know, go check out your local city for that. They're
2: two different ones. They are. A lot of people don't know that.
0: And it's on tonight at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Will you be doing any live tweeting during this particular? uh, premiere.
2: Yes, I will.
0: Sweet. What's your handle?
2: Okay, mine is weird. It's just Felicia, but there's a seven in the middle, and there's a reason. So it's F E L I, the number seven, F H A. Okay. So when I was younger, I watched the movie Band Slam, starring Vanessa Hudgens, and there's was like this really cool movie. Her name in the movie was Sam, but it's still the five in the middle, so it's S A five M. I thought that was so cool and unique. I made my Twitter handle after that, <laughs> and there's seven letters in my name, so like seven. And I, I thought I was like the most badass person ever. <laughs> now, now, now I feel like, you do, but um, it was really cool at the time for me. <laughs> well, I
0: love that. I'm gonna follow you. We will be doing some live tweeting for sure. And now, oh, here's thank you. Now the last, I I don't know if this is the 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 proper, you know, uh pronunciation of it but after you tweet does that become a twit
2: oh i would that would i would imagine but i i honestly i there should be like a twitter vocabulary like a dictionary (laughs) for what happens when it's like post tweeting. right is it post tweet is it a twit is it twitterism (laughs) is it tweeterism I don't know. We really need to do some research with the the the,
0: the Twitter people, the Twitter people. It's what, important. <laughs> that is very important. It
2: right, is important. <laughs> the teams want to know. to <laughs> <do. wanna> know.
0: <laughs> so, I will look at your past tweets and I will also uh, be uh, you know on, this, on the movie, and I will con- and I'll uh, talk to you on, on some new stuff for the new tweets. So I think I think we'll just classify that as that. Those that- on the new twits. Yeah.
2: No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 on the new twist.
0: <laughs> well, Felicia, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. You're a great guest. I hopefully will be able to get you on for new stuff that you have coming back, because I would love to have you back yeah, on the show.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. I really appreciate it. This has, this has been so fun.
0: Good. I'm glad you had fun. I know we, that's what we, we strive to do on the, on the show for our, our listeners and our guests. So thank you for uh, having a lot of fun with us.
2: Thank you so much.
0: And guys, again, it is Lifetime Movie Network, LMN, which airs tonight at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check your local listings if you are not in Eastern Standard Time when it airs. And we'll be right back after this quick commercial break, so don't go anywhere. Hey, everybody. This is Jason, and I have something I want to talk to you guys about. Last year, as you know, so many of my family suffered a stroke. These things come on unannounced, and it can cost you your life. Why? Why? Because it's usually from high blood pressure or clots And you don't know you have these problems Because it generally has no symptoms One way to ensure that you don't have high blood pressure Is to test it regularly But who has the time to do it You have to sit down, strap a blood pressure cuff on And take the test And they're bulky and hard to travel with Now there's a product called Hilo LX The stylish piece of technology not only looks good But it tests your vitals all the time on demand Check your blood pressure See how many steps you've done See your heart rate See how much sleep you get how many calories you burn. It checks it all while you do what you want to do. Then you can check the results right on an app on your phone. I bought it for my family members and you should too. To get yours, go to amemagazine.worldgn.com and get it or any of their stylus accessories. In doing so, you'll invest in your health and help the AME experience get our word out and be the voice of artists everywhere. So what are you waiting for? That address again is amemagazine.worldgn.com. All right, everybody, we are back. Wow, what a show. I had a great time with you guys. I had a great time with our guests. Honestly, I could have talked to these ladies for a long time. They were so much fun, and um, yeah, there's so much more we could cover. But we do have time constraints, unfortunately, on the air, so we've got to stick by them. So, anyways, we will be back again next week, same time, same channel. If you don't know what that is, then let me tell you. Okay, so we are on Friday at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time on amfm247.com, and there are 11 amfm stations across the United States. We are also on the same network every s- Saturday at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Two different guests per show, two different shows per weekend, so tune into both of them. We are also on WKLAP every Friday at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and same network every Saturday at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard time we are on radio love that's radio dot every saturday at 9 p.m eastern standard time iheart and itunes on demand you can find us on our on our website for all the podcasts and of course we are now on stitcher so we're really excited about that as well so there's lots of places to find us we encourage you to come back next week and have a lot more fun with us okay so that's all we got till next week keep those creative juices flowing good night everybody that's
1: the end so we're done calm down people. Calm down. Okay. That's it.